Hey, this is Pastor Madison. I am so excited that you're tuning in today to the Crosspoint Podcast. My prayer is that this word inspires you, uplifts you, and enlightens you. You can connect with Movement Youth on Instagram at movement underscore youth or the Point College Ministry at the Point College. Let's jump into the message. to continue our Survivor Series tonight. Can we just take a moment and give it up for Pastor Levinsky last week for bringing the word? It was an absolute amazing message, so thank you so much, Pastor Levinsky. Um, so tonight is the last night of our Survivor Series, and then next week, next Wednesday, we are going to have a Survivor Outreach Party, okay? It's going to be really good. It's going to be great. We're actually going to split up everybody into two groups. We're going to be doing two different things. So the 8th graders, high schoolers are going to be together. And then the 6th and 7th graders are going to be together. And I've got some awesome stuff planned for you guys. There's going to be a guy coming for laser tag upstairs in the auditorium. We're clearing the entire auditorium so you can do laser tag up there. And then we have some awesome, unique, creative, weird, funny amazing challenges for the the other group down here and get this we're going to have an ultimate survivor from each group and they're going to get to win a $50 gift card plus if one of the winners goes I know it's amazing Tyler if one of the winners goes to fall convention I will buy them an item from some of the swag shop people there, okay? So you're going to get a fall convention swag item, and you're going to get 50 bucks to either Texas Roadhouse, right, Kaylee? Texas Roadhouse or Cold Stone. So invite your friends. It's an awesome, easy ask, easy invite to get your friends here on an outreach night. It's going to be awesome. And then also, this um, this Saturday we're doing leaf raking, right? Who signed up to, to rake leaves? Yes. Let's give it up for these people who have signed up. I appreciate nation that. And then also fall convention. Can I get a hoorah for fall convention? See, I like that. I like that. I think, actually, I shouldn't say this. But I'm going to say, if you like something in the message, why don't you just say hoorah, okay? Hoorah, because that was really, really powerful, and it's going to really, you know, spur me on. Okay, um, so fall convention, November 11th and 12th, all right, it's a Friday, Saturday. You get out of school early. We stay in a hotel. We get to go to the mall at the food court, and you get to have at it. Uh, it's just a really awesome time. There's amazing services. So make sure at the Swag Shop kiosk upstairs across from Check, and you can sign up tonight. The faster you get signed up, the faster I can get your grooming assignments, okay? If you have preferences, you can let me know. How many of you guys are ready for the word tonight? Can I get a hoorah? All right, all right, let's pray, let's pray. Let's settle down and pray, all right. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for uh, just the excitement that's in the room. Thank you that these students are excited to be uh, here in the house of the Lord, that they're ready to worship you. They're ready to tune in and listen. God, I pray that if any distractions are present, um, any pride, any um, just uh, divided attention, any cell phone alarms, anything, God, that you would just make it all go away. No distractions, just locked in, tuned in to what you want to give these students tonight. Um, guide the leaders in small groups and just rest on this place tonight. It's in your name we pray. Amen. All right. So as you guys know, with the Survivor Series, we have been doing some challenges, right? Like every night we've had a challenge and then we kind of go into the message and stuff. 
we are not going to do, we're going to do, we're going to kind of do it backwards tonight. Instead of doing a challenge at the beginning, you're going to do a challenge at the end. There's no tarps involved, okay? No tarps, and there, it's no physical activity, okay? You're not going to have to ex- exert yourself, okay? Um, so it's going to be very simple, very easy, but you're going to do it in small groups, and later in the message, I'll tell you what that is. And not only that, But tonight, I am going to show you, I don't know if you saw it in the text, but I am going to show you something that I have been working on for the last 13 years of my life. Pretty exciting stuff, right? The last 13 years of my life. So you're going to see that a little bit later. You're going to, I know the suspense is going to kill you, but we're going to get to that a little bit later in the message. But tonight, everybody say tonight, I want to talk to you about how to survive being a Christian in today's world. So how to survive as a Christian, because all of us are a body of believers, right? And if you're not, I hope that by the end of this message that you will be. But all of us are one body in Christ, okay? But we are all very, very, very different people. Very, very, very different. And sometimes those differences that, you know, amongst us, they can cause us to look down on ourselves. Like if we feel like we are different in a bad way. Or we can look down on other people because we look down on them being different in their own way. Um, But when we do that, when we look down on ourselves or on other people, it only does two things. It either discourages the people we're looking down on or it discourages ourselves when we do that. And I could literally go through so many verses in the Bible that talk about how we're different, okay? And if you, how many of you know what soap is? Like not the body soap, but like the actual like soap that we send out every single week, okay? It's, what's the S stand for? Scripture. What's the O stand for? Observation. What's the A stand for? application. What's the P? Prayer. Okay. Very good. Give yourselves a round of applause. That was so good. Okay. Hoorah. Hoorah is right. So every single week I send out a soap and it has to do with the message. And so I would highly encourage you read the soap for this week because it is all about how we have different gifts. So maybe you can kind of explore the different gifts, what makes you different, what makes you unique. But tonight I'm only going to read one passage that kind of goes through how we are different. And it's in Romans chapter 12, verses 3 through 8. It's going to pop up here. And this is what it says. Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, I said that earlier, we're one body with a lot of people, with a lot of members, and these members do not all have the same function. We're different. So in Christ, we, though many, we form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts. That's what it says in verse 6. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. And then it lists out some gifts in this next part. It says, if your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement. If it's giving, then give generously. If it's to lead, do it diligently. If it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. So with differences, like, we can tend to look down on them, to judge our differences or to envy other people for their differences. But yet in this passage, we are told that we're all different and we're all unique and we all have our own gifts and they're all really, really, really good. And, and in this passage, at the beginning, though, Paul is the one that was writing this. And he, he starts it out by saying, don't think more highly of yourself than you should. That's basically what he's getting at. Okay, you're, you're different, but don't think that you're on this pedestal because you have some, you know, amazing thing. Like, everybody is unique in their own way. Do you guys believe that you were created differently? I heard, I was at the middle school eating lunch, and I heard somebody at the table say, uh, he is built different. Like, um, you're all built different, okay? 
You're all built different. You're all unique. And God has put those differences in you to make you who you are, okay? So how can all of us, listen up, listen up, listen up. How can all of us, being as different as we are, being as unique as we are, having all these different gifts and all these different personalities, how can we survive as being Christians if we are so different? Here's how we can survive. We can survive being a Christian by worshiping God well. That sounds very simple, and we're going to dive into it a little bit. Because if we don't worship God well, it's not going to end well, okay? If you don't worship God well, it's not going to end well. It's just not. If you don't worship him well, you're not going to have a desire to get closer to him, to keep spurring along in your faith, okay? So, so what is worship? Like, why, why do we worship? What's the point of it? Okay, we worship God out of the love that we have for him, okay? Our love for God is so great, so abundant that we choose to praise him and to admire him and to thank him, okay? So I told you two things just now. I said, I started off by saying we are all different, right? I said we're all different. We're all unique. And then I told you that we need to worship God well. We need to love God well. So we're all different, number one. We need to worship God well, number two. So the way that we worship God and the way that we love God is going to look different because we're all different. We all need to worship well. So the way that we worship well is going to look different, all right? So how many of you have heard of the five love languages? Has anybody heard of that at all? Okay, I would say about maybe a third to a half of you, okay? We're going we're gonna to dive into all that tonight. Okay, so the five love languages is a book that talks about the five ways that we as humans like to receive love, how we like to be loved, or how we like to give love, okay? So there's this book that this guy wrote, and someday when you guys are married and you're sitting in marriage counseling before you get married, you're probably going to talk about these five love languages. Like, that's what Tyler and I did. And the five ways that we as humans like to be loved or like to give love, like to love other people, are these five things, acts of service, words of affirmation, physical touch, quality time, and gifts. So I'm going to explain them. Acts of service, okay? Acts of service people, maybe you can start thinking maybe like what um, love language, you know, is maybe your top one. Acts of service people like it when you do small random acts of kindness, like when you clean up around the house just on your own, just to bless somebody, or when you maybe take out the trash or you put gas in the car, things like that. Words of affirmation is uh, those people who have that as their top love language, they really, really like when you encourage them with words, okay? So like a cute text message or a love note or, you know, if you send them a quote or you write them a letter, like that means a lot to them. So round number three, quality time. Quality time people, they want your undivided attention, okay? They want to sit down with you. They want the phones put away. They want distractions set aside. And they just want to sit and be with you and have you listen to them. They want you to be present. And then physical touch people, they like it when you give them a hug or when you hold their hand or you do like the like arm around the shoulder thing, right? And then gifts people, those people don't necessarily expect like large extravagant things, but they like just like thoughtful things like a card 
or like their favorite candy. Just small little things usually are the gifts people. So when Tyler and I were going through marriage counseling, we sat down and we and we took this test and we figured out our top love languages. And Tyler's top love language is quality time and then physical touch. And mine are very different. Mine are acts our words of affirmation is my number one and then acts of service is number two. But if we did not understand that about each other, like if Tyler and I didn't know that, um, how we like to, you know, be loved and how we like to give love, we probably would have been very frustrated in our marriage. Like I maybe would have been like, okay, why isn't he telling me this? Or why isn't he doing this for me? Because those two things are what I really care about. And now because we went through that, he knows it. But it would have been very easy for us to feel disconnected if we didn't know that about each other. And the reason why I want to dive into this tonight with you guys is because there are some of you in this room who maybe you don't feel like you're loved by God, or maybe you don't feel like you love God well. Maybe you don't feel like connected to God, or maybe some of you in this room, you have felt connected to God in the past, or you've, you know, felt loved by him in the past, um, but you don't necessarily have that burning passion or desire that you once had. And others of you, maybe you're looking at other people with their burning passion and their, you know, desire, and you're becoming kind of like envious a little bit, and you're frustrated, like, okay, why can't I feel that way about God? Or why can't I be bold? Why can't I do what Amelia did and give an offering message? Why can't I lead worship? Or, or why can't, uh, you know, why am I not getting much out of this song or out of this message? Or, or even like my quiet time with God, like why am I not getting much out of that? Why do I not feel the love of God? Why do I not feel connected to him? And I'm going um, to go back to Romans, okay? We're all different. We are all unique. So don't look down on yourself or other people because we're different, okay? Because God put those differences in us, and they're good. And so if you want to survive as a Christian, you have to understand that the way that you show love to God, okay, or the way that you feel love from God is going to look different to other people. The way that you come to know Jesus or the way you are saved by him are not going to be the, like the person next to you probably, all right? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break this down with, with like, being saved. I'm going to tell you kind of maybe what it looked like for these different people to be saved because some of you maybe resonate with this. All right? So if you are a physical touch person, okay, if that's your top love language, you may have come to know God on a youth night or at a camp or at a conference where you physically felt like God wrapped his arms around you or your body was shaking, you had tears rolling down your cheeks. It was like a radical transformation, like a Saul to Paul moment I'm talking. If you're a physical touch person, that's often how you get saved is that, that radical um, transformation because God knows that that's your love language and that's how he speaks to you. Like how cool is that that he knows you that much, that he provided that moment for you. Okay, if you're a quality time person, you likely came to know God or, you know, had your salvation moment over time. Okay, so maybe you started coming to a Wednesday night youth, and at first you were like, this is, I just don't know. Like, this is a lot, and I kind of want to know God, but, like, I don't really know. And you keep coming, and you keep coming, and then and you keep showing up, and then you start to get hungry for the word. And then you start to get hungry to listen to worship music. And over time, you, you can't look back and be like, oh, this is the date I got saved because it's been this long quality time with God that has developed this relationship. I told you at the beginning, Tyler's number one love language is quality time, and that's exactly his salvation story. He doesn't have a date. He doesn't really have a day. Over time, he's developed this relationship with God. So next is words of affirmation. Words of affirmation people, a lot of the times, they come to know Christ by hearing like a specific 
heck is this? By, by hearing a specific word. Okay, I'm going to put this in my pocket. Um, by, no, by hearing a specific word. So, like, if they, if they go to a service and they hear a message, they're going to be so locked in because words have so much weight to words of affirmation. People, for me, I got saved when I was at a summer camp. And I, I don't remember what was said, but I remember after the message, I, that's when I came to know Christ. I'm a words of affirmation person, so whatever was talked about, whatever is preached, it really resonated with me. And that was the moment that I gave my life to Christ. And it was, it was after I actually heard what Jesus did for me, which ties into acts of service people. Acts of service people oftentimes get saved when they realize how God has served them and what he's done for them, what, what Jesus did for them on the cross. And I remember when I was at church camp, I saw Jesus. They had an image of Jesus on the cross, and I realized what he did for me. And so the, I had these words spoken, and then I had this image of Jesus and what he did for me. And so I was saved because of that. So that's acts of service. And lastly is gifts. And gifts people come to know Christ when they realize what God gave them, okay? He gave them his son. He gives them forgiveness. He gives them mercy. He gives them love. He gives them eternal life. So gifts people often come to know God when they're like, I, I, I feel what God has given me. I receive that gift, all right? And so it's not just the moment that you come to know Christ, though, that this stuff applies to. It's not just like you're like your salvation moment. You can use these love languages. We can apply these five love languages to the way that we worship God now, to how we feel close to God now, to how we express our love to God now. And I just, I said it earlier, but how cool is it that God knows you? He knows how you accept love and how you give love. And so he, he, he leans into that and he provides opportunity for you to worship him in that way. That's just so cool. So the reason why, like, I'm going to, I'm going to talk to you about kind of some like specific things. So just really tune in with me for just a few minutes. And I'm going to talk to you about a Wednesday night, like, why we, why we have what we have, why we have the service that we have, like why we do the things that we do. Um, the, the reason is because we always want to provide different ways for you to worship because we know that you're going to connect more in different areas, all right? So at the beginning, we have fellowship time, right? We have a time for you to be able to, you know, burn off some energy, but also to interact with people. It's not a time to, you know, chuck balls at the soundboard. Uh, Pastor Fisher says amen. <laughs> but it's, it's not time to just kind of screw around. Like that fellowship time, it's a time for you to spend quality time with people, okay, to, to have a conversation with a leader about how your day went, that kind of thing. Um, the reason why we, have, we uh, have worship music is because a lot of you feel very connected to God through the words that you sing. And, and a way that you can worship through physical touch, like if you're a physical touch person, is you can, like, lift your hands. If you see people lifting their hands, like, that's a way to engage in that love language is to, is to show that, um, you know, physical thing. Or, you know, I've seen people get on their knees during songs. That's another way. And when I was at camp, I was at a retreat when I was, like, 14 maybe. And I was... I remember I was, like, in the first or second row, and everybody was sitting. They were just, like, sitting like this. Wow, that's bright. They were just, that's, I'm not getting away from it. There we go. Okay. They were just sitting, and the, the worship songs were playing, and I just remember this pressing on my heart of, like, stand up and worship me. Stand up and worship me. And so while everybody else is sitting, I just remember getting up. And, like, I'm not even, a, you know, a physical touch, like, super expressive, you know, person whatever. But I, I just got up and I started worshiping because that is a way that God wanted me to worship him in that moment. Uh, we also have the message. Okay, if you're a words of affirmation person, that is really going to resonate with you, resonate with you. Um, we have a time for offering, okay, gifts people, 
it's a great opportunity for you to worship God in that way. I mean, all of us need to do it, but and we should want to do it. But gifts people, it should fill you with joy to worship God in that way. And then also we have small groups. Okay, and every single week that's an opportunity for you to, again, quality time, fellowship, words of affirmation where leaders can speak into your life, where you can be vulnerable and, and you can pray with each other. And then we have things like leaf raking this weekend. Okay, do you know, do you know how excited I get for service stuff? Because, like, I'm number two for me for love languages, acts of service. I get hyped when I think about getting to do things. Like, go out and rake people's lawns, okay? I get hyped when I go on service trips. I look back at my life, and some of my most amazing memories and times were when I was serving God, because that's how I like to worship him, all right? And then there, there are varieties of ways for you to worship God, to feel loved by God, to connect with God. So here's, here's the whole point, okay? Don't get frustrated when the way that you worship or the way that somebody else worships looks differently than yours. And don't think that yours is better, okay? If you're frustrated because you don't feel connected during a worship song, for example, if you don't feel like you're connecting or you feel God's love as the song is playing, maybe just start praying. If you're singing the words and it doesn't mean anything, just, just in that moment, just start praying, okay? Get, if you really want to, you can start reading. Like, you can just open up your Bible, start reading. Go over to somebody and, and genuinely, honestly pray with them. Maybe you can start journaling. And if you're not a reader, okay, that's okay. You don't got to read. You can listen, all right? If, if you don't like reading the Bible, there's audio versions of the Bible. You can just hit play on and read, okay? Or listen, not read. And then if you're not a singer... You can just be a, somebody who prays. If you're not a verbal processor, like I'm not really somebody who likes to talk out all of my feelings, you can write to God in a journal, okay? And if you're not good at sitting still for more than 10 minutes, sometimes that's me, then you can go on a walk out in, in creation. You can, you can marvel at his, his creation, and that's totally fine. And if you're not good at writing, if you're not good at writing in a journal, then maybe like Campbell, you can paint, okay? You can draw. Just use your gifts. Be creative in how you worship. Because we're all different, and God created us to be different. Because he likes all those ways of worship. So if you want to survive being a Christian, find ways that you love to worship God and do them. Simple as that. Find ways that you love to God, love to worship God, and then do them. It's, it's life-changing when you can get that. And, um, and don't get frustrated when people are different than you, okay? So I told you at the beginning of the message that I have been working on something for 13 years, right? I said for 13 years, there's something that I have been working on. And so tonight, I wanted to kind of show you what my love language is and what that looks like for me to worship God. Because if I'm being honest, I have kind of a hard time, like I'm not good at getting up early in the morning and opening up my Bible and getting into the Word. I'm just really not. And so sometimes, like, that can be kind of frustrating, right? Like, that can be, uh, you know, just kind of annoying because it's like, why why can that resonate with other people and, and not with me? And so what I've discovered is that I'm different. God has made me different. I am built different, okay? And so from the age of when I was saved at the age of probably 12, 13 years old, I started writing to God. And so for 13 years of my life, I have written in journals to God. Every single day of my life is documented 
in these journals. And so in these journals, I have my fears, my worries, my breakups. I'm going to start another pile because I don't want it to topple over. But this is the way that I worship God. You can ask my husband every single night. This one's really crazy, right? Got my my uh, siblings, Molly McCade, little babies on the front. Aw, Molly's in the room. Look how cute she was. Cade, and don't look at that. That's my sixth grade picture. That That's something I didn't plan on showing you. Um, look at this. 2012 just fell out. July 8th, 2012. Lord, thank you for this wonderful day. Please bless and guide this whole world into your righteousness. Please be with my family and I. Please keep us safe, protect us, guide us in the right direction. Every single day I have these, these love letters to God. I wrote down scripture a lot when I was uh, younger, and I need to do a better job of it now, but Proverbs 23, 15 through 16, my son, if your heart is wise, then my heart will be glad. My inmost being will rejoice when your lips speak what is right. Every single day. 13 years. And so I get it. This may not be the way that you worship God. You may you may try to write in journals and write to God for a day and you're like, I can't, this isn't it, this isn't it. And that's okay. But this is how... This is how I worship God. And so I just want to encourage you that it's okay to be different. Okay? It's okay to not look like the person next to you. But just find what you do to worship God well and do it. And out of the overflow of of your love language, of whatever that is, because like I said, I'm words of affirmation. You're just going to do it. Like Tyler, at certain times throughout our relationship, he'd be like, you don't have to write. Like, it's okay. You know, you can just go to bed, like, you know, early on. And i just be like, nope, like, I got to do it. He, he, you know, he's passed out, and, I, and I'm writing still. And now I started doing it to my daughter, Hazel. And for the last year, every single day I've written to Hazel. It's just something that I do out of the overflow of my love language. And so for me, words of affirmation, then it's acts of service, and then it's quality time. And so I feel closest to God when I do that and, and when I'm, you know, serving him, like I said, on service trips. Uh, when I make a point for look to look at the things that he has done for me, I feel very connected. I feel like I worship God. And then when I was younger, in the summers especially, I would go on this bike trail in Clarksville where I'm from. And I would just spend quality time with God out on the trail, riding my bike, walking, running, and I would literally be out on the trail just talking to God audibly. Like that was that was my like quality time. That was my love language. That's how I worshiped God. And if you discover the way that you love God best and you feel his love and and if you feel like you've been doing it for a while and that love language maybe is losing its excitement, Maybe it's time to start um, mixing things up a little bit. Learn some new dialects of your language, okay? Maybe for me, that means going back to writing more scripture down instead of just praying. Or maybe it's taking a different route 
on a walk or a run for myself. Or maybe it means stretching yourself to learn a new love language, a new way to worship God. Maybe it's getting on your knees and praying instead of just sinning. Maybe it's lifting your hands in worship instead of just crossing them and looking around. Maybe it's actually engaging in small group instead of just quietly sitting back. Maybe it's getting on stage instead of, you know, sitting in the back of the room. Shane Sherrard, last week, that I am so proud of him. He, he got up here and he did the announcements. And Shane, a couple years ago, would not have done that. Learn new ways to worship God. Use your gifts in new ways, okay? Eve came up to me a few weeks ago. She's like, how can I serve? How can I help? Tate Schneider came up a couple weeks ago. I want to help out at the, the swag shop, okay? Learn new ways that you can serve, that you can worship, that you can love God well. Because the fact is that you are different. You were created to worship God well. So the way that you worship him is going to look different. But he loves that. And he created all these different ways for you to worship him well. So will you be one that survives as a Christian? Will you be one that is a survivor in this Christian walk? I want you to close your eyes tonight, bow your heads. Tonight, if you feel like you, maybe you just you feel like things are changing for you. Maybe you've been coming for a while and tonight you're like, okay, tonight is the night that I fully want to worship God well, that I want to give my all to him. Or, or maybe, you know, this is the first time where you feel like you feel like God is speaking to you. You feel like you're a tug on your heart that he wants you. He wants your heart. He wants you to worship him fully. And you want to survive in this Christian faith. You want to be a survivor. If that's you tonight and you want to commit your life to Jesus Christ for the first time, like I did on that camp night when I saw Jesus up on the screen hanging on the cross for me. Tonight, if you're wanting to choose Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior for the first time in your life, are you fallen away and you've gone off the, the path that God has for you, but you want to get back on it, you want to worship him well for all the days of your life. If that's you tonight on the count of three, I'm going to ask that you raise your hand and make that commitment. So if that's you, Raise your hand on the count of three. One, two, three, if that's you tonight. Maybe you can put those hands down. All right, let's say this prayer together. Everybody together, say, Dear God, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for me. I'm sorry. I've sinned. Please forgive me. Thank you for making me different. Thank you for making me unique. Help me to worship you with all my heart. Help me walk in the uniqueness you have put in me. I will live for you. I will worship you forever. In Jesus' name, amen. And guys, I have not plugged this like all year. I have not brought it up all year, but I'm just saying that if you have raised your hand tonight or any night before this, the next step is to go public with that and to get water baptized. And so if you feel like tonight you're truly saying, I want to follow Jesus Christ for all the days of my life, and you, you don't care who knows it, and, and you want to be, be bold in your faith, and you want to proclaim that to the world, then please tell a youth leader and have them write your name down so that they can let me know. Or come to me and tell me, and I can write your name down. And we'll talk to your parents. We'll get a date on the calendar for you to get water baptized because that's the next step. And I know a lot of you are ready to take that.
let's all stand and let's worship God well with these next couple songs. If you enjoyed today's message, I would encourage you to like it or share it on social media. Movement Youth for 6th through 12th graders meets on Wednesday nights, and the Point College Ministry meets on Sunday nights. We would love to have you join us. Thanks for tuning in.